0: Hello and welcome to the March 10th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe, this is my neighborhood, this is my life, but this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. and welcome once again to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Uh, It's great to be back. It's been a couple of days and I am actually very excited for this episode. Uh, Once again, I did give a quick warning on Twitter as to what I would be uh, speaking about tonight and tonight I'm going to follow through with it. So Once in a while, I will make mention of things on Twitter because I have a specific idea in mind and then I don't know, maybe something goes on or something else sparks in my mind. Or, for that matter, I might get uh, possibly some email requests with people asking me to do certain things and, you know, change your course. But whatever I tell you I'm going to do, no matter what, I'm always going to hit it up. So I don't ever want you to worry about that. And here we are for another edition of my podcast. And I am happy to report I'm actually... I'm actually thrilled and surprised to report that here we are on a Saturday, and by the way, we're going to be pushing, if you live in the United States, we will be pushing the time ahead tonight, which usually does not agree with me very well, and a lot of people with bipolar disorder usually don't do very well with daylight savings time. Uh, especially when we push forward now that we're going to be losing that hour. But whatever, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll do the best that we can, and we're probably going to feel pretty, pretty much like garbage over the course of the next two days, unless, of course, you're me, and things continue to go on an upward swing. Because here we are on Saturday, and I have now been completely 100-stable. And when I say stable, that means no depressive moods, no elated moods, no irritability, although, you know, I've had a little bit here and there, but i got to tell you, it's been rightfully so. I mean, we are allowed to get a little bit irritable with things that go on in our lives. We can't be perfect all the time, so uh, let's call it irrational irritability. I've had none, so no depressive swings. No elevated swings. No depressive. Uh, excuse me. No irritability, irrational irritability. No. Um, no anxiety at all. Not a single bit of anxiety, and no obsessive thoughts or actions either, which is very interesting. And last but not least, no psychotic episodes. The only thing that went on in a week and uh, one week and one day which is the amount of time that I've been feeling stable, it is earlier uh, tonight after going for a new car, and when, uh, which I did not get because I cannot believe the amount of money that they asked for now down for taxes, titles, and fees. That's a whole nother story. I'm not going to bore you with that. But any time you go looking for a new vehicle, and, you know, we have a lease. We have two leases, my wife and I, that we'd like to turn in. It's about six months early, and I have to tell you, I got a phenomenal deal. We only went to one place, and if I would have walked out of there tonight and signed the paperwork, I actually would not, for the first time ever, would not have regretted the fact that I didn't go to any other car dealerships. That's how good of a deal it was. With that being said, from the moment I walked in there until the moment I left, it was nothing but utter chaos. You know, we had Mickey with us. He's going to be 11 months old um, on the 25th of March. He'll be a a year old April 25th, which is just amazing how quickly things have gone on. You know, but a a 10-and-a-half-month-old, they could only last for so long. And it was a very, very long day. I spent most of the day, actually, well, the first half of the day, dealing with somebody from life insurance. And I shouldn't say the word dealing somebody came over to speak with me about my life insurance, which I have none, other than the fact that I have to hold on to a life insurance policy for my ex-wife in which uh, it has to cover my child support expenses should I drop dead. Uh, So I designated half of it to her and the other half to my children from my previous marriage, Uh, meaning that the total policy goes out to her, but She's not allowed to touch half of it should I drop dead. And my children would uh, get that for their college funds and whatnot. So it was very important for me to have somebody come over so I could discuss with my wife, you know, discuss the situation for my wife and myself. And here's what I'm going to say. I am currently locked in to my life insurance policy and if you know anything about life insurance, it's a term policy, and the thought process was to try to do something with that and potentially add my wife to that policy and make her a beneficiary. Well, in order to do that, you have to go through the whole motions again and take tests and urinate in a cup and disclose all your information. I have nothing to be concerned about from in terms of urinating in a cup. However, one of the things they ask is what medication you're on and they do a very, very serious background check. So in a nutshell, as soon as I revealed that I was on Lamictal, he started to scrounge around for details and the word bipolar disorder came up, and there really is no way around it. And let's just put it into perspective. Number one, I can't add as a beneficiary. Not possible. Uh, But what I end up doing is taking out a separate life insurance policy, uh, which, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, if I was going to go ahead and add, why wouldn't I just go with the uh, designating the beneficiary? Ah, I'm thinking out loud. I don't know. i got to call this man and and ask him a couple of questions now that I think about things. Nevertheless, let's just put it into perspective. With bipolar disorder, for let's say a $250,000 policy, I would probably pay about $85 to $90 a month. Whereas my wife, who has absolutely no diagnosis for a $500,000 policy, she would pay a measly $38 a month. So go figure, this dreaded disease, no matter which way you look at it, no matter how good you might feel, at some point in time, it's just going to smack you upside the face. And here's the wonderful thing about being medicated and being on a stable run. Normally, that would have thrown me for an absolute loop. I would have been upset, I would have been upset the entire day, and I wasn't, I was able to deal with it, so I just kind of went with it, but now that I'm thinking out loud, what I just mentioned to you guys was was that he had told me if I wanted to add my wife to the current policy, it would require me having to take a whole new test, and then to look into my background, and blah blah blah, but I'm doing that anyway, because I opened up a new one, so I don't know what the point was of going ahead and doing that. Okay, anyway, um, so I'm not going to worry about that, although I am starting to obsess over it in my mind, and I actually feel like I go, need to go call him right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stop myself. That's one of the things that we do, guys, with bipolar disorder. When we have something in our minds, my goodness, we are going to go ahead and want to do that, and believe it or not, I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about some of the, I guess you could call them early warning signs of mania. I'm not going to talk about depression because we usually feel depression coming on. Mania is a little bit harder for us to recognize sometimes. And what I'm going to hopefully do tonight is cover all the early warning signs of mania. Now, obviously, I can't cover them all, but I'm going to try to get to as many as I possibly can. And when I say I'm not going to cover them all, I can't possibly name everybody's early warning signs, but I think I can come up with a pretty, pretty good amount in a nutshell. And just to let you know, to finish off my day before buying the car, I was at my in-law's house, and my mother and uh, father-in-law, I'm a pretty handy guy, not that this requires a whole lot of skill, but they had about 15 signs and pictures and uh, plaques and things that they wanted hung up on the wall. And not just easy things where you're just nailing a screw and call it a day. Uh, a lot of a lot of different pictures that had those weird backs on them where they have two screws in the middle and you got to measure everything perfect. And wasn't easy. Uh, it was time-consuming. took me actually about three hours, two and a half, something like that. So by the time we was all said and done and we went out to a car dealership, it wasn't until 7 o'clock at night because we had to eat and we went out to a restaurant which Mickey was still not really behaving very well and then we went on the way home to this dealership that was only open till nine o'clock and believe me when I tell you I was out of there by eight o'clock even with the wonderful deal and I actually said to the salesman I said I can't do another thing I said my bedtime is in an hour the latest which is about when I'm uh, recording this podcast and I also told him I had to leave because I had to take medication. And I, I said I could not skip my medication or be late with my medication. Nevertheless, I was a little bit late with my medication, which leads me to the one thing that I dealt with. And I think it was a combination of the insanity of the day, especially in particular the cars or the, the, the hour that I was at the car dealership, the loud noises and the... The the, the the amount of people and salesmen and all that stuff. it was so overwhelming, which by the way leads me to one of the early warning signs, just so you know. Uh, for me, when I am ready to go into hypomania or even mania, I find that my perception of my surroundings is more sensitive. And that's what I felt tonight. Now, I may not have jumped into mania. I'm not in a manic episode. But you could almost feel that mania coming on. And because you are medicated, kind of stops it dead in its tracks. But for me, when I become sensitive to my surroundings, all those colors that are around me, they seem brighter. And even those bright lights in the car dealership, they were more intense. They really, really, really got to me. And uh you know, so I felt it coming on and I said, I gotta go take my medication and ironically, when I left, the manager said to me, probably on three different occasions, Feel better. <laughs> feel better. And it's funny because people automatically assume that when we say feel you know, when we we have to go take our medicine or we, we have to be on time for our medicine. He didn't even think even for a second that I was referring to a mental illness he just thought that there was probably something physically wrong with me which is fine I get it but that just goes to show you how people's minds do not even put a mental illness in the same class as a physical illness he just assumed that something was wrong with me probably that I was on antibiotics or that I was on a time schedule and that was what he did. So whatever, I don't think I'm going back, and and not because I didn't get a good deal, but because we just have way too many expenses coming our way, Uh, whether it's camp for my two children, uh, just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I don't want to bore you with on a podcast, especially a bipolar podcast, so I'll stay away from that for now. But I will tell you that uh, a lot of expenses, and we just need to be smart with our money, Another good thing, which I'll tell you next time, and I'm not going to get into it now, but Mr. Joe will officially be going back to the gym. This is a big thing for me, and we have to be very careful with our working out and our exercising because for me, a lot of times, that puts me into mania mode. Something else for you to think about. Now, that's not necessarily a warning sign, but believe it or not, if you start to feel a little bit too good, While you're working out and that could mean even very energetic or or you start exercising even more than usual that itself can be an early warning sign of mania so keep that in mind okay but I will be going back to the gym and next episode I'll probably explain why now uh, what we need to know about manic episodes and I talk a lot about mania because that is primarily what I've suffered from my entire life We all need to know that they generally, for the most part, they don't come completely out of the blue. And I think we all know that. We may not realize it, especially if we're unmedicated. A lot of times we don't even know that we're dipping down or up into mania. But really, guys, they don't come out of the blue. Usually there are warning signs indicating that, whoop, mania, it's on its way. And now, like I said before, the specific signs, they can definitely vary quite a bit among all of my listeners. They are pretty consistent across the actual person. So in other words, if you're about to have a manic episode, yours may be different than Mario's, Mario's may be different than Jenny's, Jenny's may be different than Betty's early warning signs, but each of those people, their warning signs are usually very consistent across their episodes for that particular person. I hope that makes sense. I I know for me, one of the very, 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 very first things that starts to happen with me, I would say the absolute first warning sign for me, and I've described this to you guys before, and this may be, you could put this into the idea of, um, you know, probably more talkative or talking faster. You could probably lump this one into that sound. But for me, I would like sing or hum out loud. And I think I've told you guys about that. I would blurt out these words, (laughs) you know, be very, very happy and singing and uh, joking around a lot and humming out loud and ranting out these silly silly little words and i would almost put that in the same category or very similar to being more talkative or talking faster so if somebody tells you that this is happening or you start to recognize the fact that you are humming and singing out loud believe it or not with bipolar disorder that may be an early warning sign of mania it may not just mean you're in a good mood for example here's how i know i'm stable that blurting out And that humming out loud and that singing out loud, I have not done any of it. And if I have, it's been for a split second or two. And then I broke right out of it. I do remember in the last eight days, I think I had two instances where I did it. Usually, if I was ready to go into a hypomanic or manic episode, it would be extremely elongated. I'd be driving in a car. It would last for about 10 minutes at a time this is literally it happened for two seconds at a clip and i was able to get it under control so one of the other things i start to notice and you need to keep this in mind as well and this is why i think it's very important if you are not familiar with the application it's available for android it's available for apple it is called e moods the letter e and the word moods and you put them together and you have a fabulous application that allows you to track your psychotic episodes it allows you to put put custom tracking points it allows you to track your medications your most extreme depressive mode whether it's mild or none or or moderate or severe it allows you to track your mania same same instances you know none mild severe or moderate or whatever it might be allows you to track your anxiety it allows you to track your irritability and most importantly when it comes to manic episodes and warning signs it allows you to track your sleep each and every night and what i will start to notice is that when i am ready to jump into mania mode my sleep will usually decrease by about two hours so i am usually up about two hours earlier Or I can go to bed two hours later than I normally would on a regular basis. Which, I have to say, is scaring me. And I also jumped a little bit all over the place. I was supposed to tell you guys about what transpired with me after this crazy day. And just so you know, one of the only things that's happened to me was I had some very, very severe ear ringing tonight. only lasted for about 30 seconds and then it went away. That is also usually an early warning sign that I'm about to go into mania. But I've been trying to get to that point since uh, the minute I started this podcast when I told you guys about the car episode, store, uh, car shopping experience. Ultimately, when we got home after all those bright lights and that craziness, I ended up uh, coming home and having some severe ear ringing, which is also an early warning sign of mania for me. Here's what I'm a little concerned about. Over the last two days, uh, today's Saturday, so up uh, Friday and Saturday. We'll count both mornings, Friday morning and Saturday morning this morning. I was up about two hours earlier than I normally am. And, well, about an hour and a half. I usually sleep till about 5.30, 6 o'clock the latest. And I was up at four o'clock both mornings. So uh, you could figure an hour and a half to two hours. So that's a that's a little scary for me, but I've stayed stable. Uh, we've talked about it a million times, okay? Some of the other warning signs of mania, easily irritated or annoyed. And I'm not just talking about today that the car salesman irritated me in the beginning. I'm talking about the fact that uh, tonight, I dropped a, cl- a cup of water. Big deal. It's water. It wasn't wasn't red wine. It wasn't some staining liquid. Uh, it was a, w- a cup of water on the floor with a little bit of ice, and it got me so agitated for a split second, and then I got over it. Normally, if I was ready to go into hyper manic mode or mania mode, forget about it. I would have been cursing and acting like an animal over the fact that. I, I spilt water. Whoop-dee-doo. It's just water, but, you know, that's that's an early warning sign for me, and keep it in mind, it might be for you as well, easily irritated or annoyed. Something else I used to obviously happen, Would I would, not so much now, okay, but when I was younger, maybe it has something to do with age, I would be more sexual. Uh, I would not only want more sex with my partner but I would think about other people as well I would you know and and again maybe this is normal to some extent but for me it was overly sexual now I do get more sexual with my wife when I become a little hypomanic but for the most part I stabilize in terms of my sexuality and you know I just love her and that's it And if we could do it we could do it (laughs) if not we can't It's not so easy with a 10 and a half month old and two other kids roaming around. Uh, Something else that would happen on the other end of the spectrum with my wife, forget about being more sexual, I would constantly look for fights. I would blame her for everything. Anything that went on, you know, I mean, come on, a TV could be not turning on properly. The remote control uh, maybe is not pointing directly at the TV and you're standing in the way, you know, because of you, I can't turn this remote on. Just it's ridiculous verbal fights for no reason. Okay, something else to think about. Uh, obviously, being very upbeat, things of that nature, and more energetic, and those would be early warning signs for me. Uh, probably along the lines of being irritable and annoyed. Uh, there, once in a blue moon, I will become somewhat anxious when my mania is ready to set in but it's something that I want you to look for as well if you have heightened anxiety if you're a little edgy a little uh, little pissed off and I don't like to use curse words I don't think that's a curse word but a little pissy uh, that could be a sign an early warning sign of possibly mania with you obviously we talked about sleeping less I think of that a lot when it comes to hypomania and mania And, uh, you know, uh, not only would I sleep less, but I would get up in the morning and I'd have like this bounce to me, you know, like, you know, like a spring in my step, you know, moving around a little bit faster than usual, going from one thing to another, boom, run in the bathroom, do my contact lenses, don't even put my contact lens case away, run to the refrigerator and get water for the dogs, pour up their water bowl, Then I realized, you know what, let me put the water cup down, even though I should be bringing it back to the sink. I just put it down on the dining room table because guess what? Oh, my goodness, I forgot that I had laundry in. Got to go to the laundry, switch it from the washing machine to the dryer, and uh, I get halfway through the dryer, and I realize that I didn't brush my teeth this morning. So I go and I brush my teeth, grab my toothbrush, take my toothbrush back to the dryer, start loading in the rest of the clothes. Oh, forgot about the water cup. Grab the water cup, bring it back to the sink. Did you get my, you get my uh, scenario here, guys? All right. I guess you could call it even uh, taking too many projects on, and you could take it a step further. Forget it at work. If I don't make a to-do list, or even if I do make a to-do list, if I am in uh, ready to go into mania mode, I will be all over the place. I can open up my email, then I'll start writing a contract, I'll write another email. I'll pick up the phone to make a phone call. In between that, I'll text my wife and ask her what's going on. Maybe I'll respond to my ex-wife and and get engaged with one of her fights that she wants to start with me. So, again, taking on all these responsibilities and projects. That's something that could be a very, very uh, simple, easy warning sign for mania. One of the things that is more subtle for me now. used to be major, majorly out of control. Uh, It's definitely more subtle now. It takes me a little bit more to realize it in order to recognize that it's an early warning sign, but I will become a lot more uh, self-confident when I am ready to go into mania. Uh, There was a time in the past that I would brag about myself. That has transformed more into bragging about accomplishments that I've either had, which I guess you could say is still about yourself, but it's more about the actions that I've taken or the plans that I have for future events. That will lead me to believe that I am heading into mania because I will get, become, become super confident about my, about my work and about what I have planned for my work and things of that nature. Uh, which in turn will make me a lot of times more demanding and more assertive with my boss, with my coworkers. Sometimes I even find myself talking over them and I have to kind of calm myself down and recognize that I am getting up in their face a little bit. Uh, but again, I'm able to recognize these things probably because I am on medication. I need everybody to understand everything I'm telling you right now up until January of 2018 probably even longer and we're only in March give it to give it so let's say February only maybe a month and a half ago was I able to recognize that this is the way I acted in my life and when it happens now I'm able to control it because I'm finally medicated again so it's pretty interesting guys you know you're talking to a fresh right off right out of the oven bipolar man who has experienced a ton of things in his life between substance abuse, suicide attempts, suicidal ideas, uh, depression, drugs, everything that you can imagine, and then somebody who is now completely medicated, somebody who was medicated for a very long time improperly and overly medicated, and engaged in still, you know, psychotic behavior, had psychotic episodes, so all across the board, I got everything going on here that I think I can help everybody with, the thing again is, I can see it now, whereas all this time, up until my entire life, I didn't see it, but now that I look back on it, I can recognize it, so keep that in mind, So, uh, a couple other things that I notice with myself. I become a little bit more paranoid when I am about to go into mania. Keep that in mind. That might be an early sign for you, early warning sign. I am a lot of times paranoid about things, but my paranoia increases when I'm about to go into mania. So, that is something that you want to, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you're watching for because if you start to get like that, could be a sign that you are headed towards mania uh let's see let me think about what else one of the other things hmm, traveling not one that ever hit me at home never really was a traveler although i would dream and when i say dream i mean just think about or fantasize about going to places that I was once at, that maybe were many, many hours from my hometown, Mr. Joe's neighborhood, whether it be college, uh, an old neighborhood, whatever it might be, I would fantasize about going back to those places. I was just never one to get up and travel, although a couple of times I did. I would just. Go, one time I, I got in a car and I drove all the way to my college about 10 years after I had gone to college and I just sat up in the mountains and did nothing and then drove home. So that was only one time. But keep it in mind that if you are wanting to travel a little, little bit more, could be an early warning sign. That goes kind of hand in hand with spending more money. That is an ultimate warning sign for me, everybody, and it should be for you as well. If you find yourself clicking away on Amazon.com or searching all through eBay, you know, or walking through the department stores and checking out the latest TVs, you know, it might be a good idea to stay away because that might be an early warning sign of mania. In terms of, hmm, for me, caffeine usage also was a big thing. I only have a cup of coffee a day, but in the past, what I used to do Uh, Many, many years ago when I was medicated the first time around from 2005 to 2011, I noticed that as I started to dip up into mania, I would want more caffeine, believe it or not. People would think you need less caffeine, but I would want more. And I would ask that you also check yourself and see if you're seeking out more caffeine because it kind of goes... Hand in hand with that, I feel high, but I'd like to get higher. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, in terms of eating, I don't, I've never had any eating things go on that have led me to believe that I'm going to go into mania. Uh, but, you know, everybody's different. That may be uh, something that will be uh, something that you have to look into. Another thing for me, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it, uh, because I, I swear, I believe this podcast, my very first episode started because I thought it was a big business plan. <laughs> thought I was going to make money. I was going to start advertising commercials and make a whole boatload of money off Mr. Joe's podcast. I don't care about money. There was a time where I ran around Mr. Joe's neighborhood and I put flyers in every location because I was building a business. That I decided to build overnight never made it never made it I spent a week hundreds and hundreds of dollars in copies photocopies and dropping them off in stores and libraries and gas stations and talking to people and because I had this brand new business invention there are a couple other things that I will not mention Uh, Because if I do mention them, believe it or not, it would actually give away my identity. Something that bothers my wife a lot, too. Uh, Something about my past that a lot of times I try to bring up that would probably, potentially, if I went about it the right way, would afford me to make some money. And I refuse to do so. Now that I'm medicated, I see how idiotic it was because what it was was not a good thing. Let's just leave it at that. But sometimes I think about taking that, that bad thing and turning it into a business-making thing. Uh, and I, That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. And don't worry, it's nothing illegal, nothing like that at all. It uh, has nothing to do with selling drugs or anything like that. would never do that. Um, just let's leave it at that, okay? Something that I, um, I was invested in for a very long time and I became quite popular for And although at the time I was doing it, I was popular, I was also disliked a lot for doing it as well. So it was kind of a 50-50 thing. And now that I look back on it, I was a little embarrassing to myself and the way that I acted. And I want to take that because it was so popular, either from a good or a bad standpoint, I think that it would make me money, but I refuse to go ahead and do it. And I had a, a lot of ideas to go ahead and do it in the past, but let's just leave it at that. You guys are never going to know it and I'll never reveal it. So that's a big, big secret of Mr. Joe's bipolar podcast. Um, anything else that I could think of? I think we talked about sleeping less, obviously, uh, probably obviously more outgoing. You want to watch out for that. I believe we talked about um, taking on too many tasks. I probably should have wrote this down. <laughs> uh, that's something. This is. I am not actually looking at a list. A lot of times I'll tell you guys, ah, I prepared for this podcast. I thought I could kind of just go off the top of my head for this one. Um, create, creativity. Creativity. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to grab something that I made in one of my manic stages. Hold on one second. Okay, so you guys don't even know when I put you on pause, but I just did, and what I did was in one of my last manic episodes, it was actually a mixed state of mind, I began to write a poem, and I can tell you this, that this poem took me about, and I'm not even joking, guys, took me about 45 seconds to write all together, and I'd like to read it to you right now, I just want to bring it up again, make sure that my podcast is still recording so i called this poem eyes wide open and nothing that i ever read to you in terms of poetry or um, rhyming or rapping will ever be stolen from anybody else this is all original work it all comes off the top of my head and it's probably something i would not even have the patience to do right now but again more creativity is a sign that you are going into a hypermanic or manic episode I happen to be one in in one at this point in time. In about 45 seconds, I wrote this. It's called Eyes Wide Open. And again, it describes a mixed state of bipolar disorder. My eyes are wide open. My brain cannot sleep. The voices and images, they slowly will creep. Keep them at bay, I beg and I plead. A sense of stability is all that I need. Why am I crying? Nothing is wrong. I try to stay positive, I just don't belong. The world does not see me for who I can be. My thoughts are all racing as I'm down on one knee. Asking my savior, please answer me why. I said I'd be calm. I swear that I try. I thought it was over, but it never lets go. They write out prescriptions, but do they all know? Until you have lived it, please don't advise. We cannot control it as my happiness dies. How can one worry? Snap out of it quick. You don't have a fever, so you mustn't be sick. No matter how hard, I'll continue to fight. But please understand, I often lose sight. My eyes are wide open. Now please let me be. I hope one day soon I will understand me. By Mr. Joe. And again, it probably took me less time to write it than it did. for me to read it if that makes any sense so creativity for me is a big one and I want you guys to watch out for that one too things seem to move faster for me as well everything around me is moving fast and that could be a sign that you're in mania or it could be an early warning sign that you're about to go into mania so keep keep that in mind I certainly am more optimistic too when I am possibly going into mania nothing seems to bother me I think everything's going to work out all right uh, you know, so, and, and on top of every, on uh, top of objects and crowds and people, uh, being more, um, energetic and more accelerated, I actually see others sometimes actually slower than me. I'll even be speeded up and I'll, uh, and I guess that goes along with my irritability and my impatience is because I'll, I'll see that I'll be like, this guy's driving, especially with driving. I'd be like, come on, he's driving too slow. And I'm all of a sudden I find myself tailgating and that is a telltale sign. You, pu- you push your foot on that pedal a little bit harder than you normally do and you are headed towards mania. So keep that in mind. Uh, again, um, you know, one of the other things that I used to do all the time, especially with my poor wife, is I would always... Now, how do I describe this? I would find hidden meanings in, in, in everything that she did or said that just was so not apparent to her or anybody else. I would come up with all these meanings, all these things that, you know, oh, this is, you're, you're going into the bathroom, not because you have to use the bathroom, but because you're going to hide from me and write a love letter to an (laughs) ex-boyfriend. That's the hidden meaning. That's why you go into the bathroom so often. Well, maybe she's sick. Um, Hidden meaning, let's see. She didn't call me on the way home. The hidden meaning behind that, she was on the phone with another man. How dare you? Um, Hidden meaning number three she's at work and I'm texting her and she's not answering me well she must be flirting with somebody and has her phone away and is not looking at me hidden meanings all over the place and you know sometimes it'll be as simple as um, I'll, I'll say that maybe she'll just make a certain comment and I'll say well you meant that by that and really when I think about it in the afterwards she said what are you talking about how could you even think that I meant something like that? It's I just asked you to do that. That was it. So I would a lot of times find hidden meanings, which is just nonsense. Um, depending on what you believe in, in life, in terms of religion, I know for me, when I was headed towards mania, I would actually become more religious. I would start to think of my God a little bit more, the, the God that I pray to. And... For me, that was a sign, and I would actually get a little too crazy. Once I stepped into mania, I would be, like, totally overbearing with religion. I'd start, well, now, I don't have Facebook anymore. Uh, actually, Mr. Joe does have Facebook, but it's a hidden Facebook. It's just a Mr. Joe Facebook. <laughs> That's it. I don't. Even, I don't have one single friend on there. You're free to follow me. I don't even know the name, but if you put in Mr. Bipolar Joe, you will find me on there. Um, I just, I go on for the bipolar support groups and whatnot, but I don't think I ever have been on there uh, more than about 10 minutes. But back in the day, when I was not hiding from the world, I was all over Facebook and I acted like a lunatic on Facebook also. I shared stories. I exposed my life. I told the entire world what had happened when my ex-wife got an order of protection against me. I mean, I let it all out mortified about the fact that I did that because the entire world knows my business uh in Mr. Joe's neighborhood but one of the other things is I also used to get more religious and I would start cutting and pasting phrases from the Old Testament and from the New Testament Uh, you know I, I, I I don't even have Facebook anymore so I can't say that I would do that again and uh you know so I don't know I guess that is pretty much all I could think of in terms of me. And I, 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 I want you to think about your signs. I really do. I want you to think about the signs that you might have. Uh, try to take some of the signs that I gave you. Uh, if you have a partner that engages in these signs, take it very easy on them. I'm being honest with you, you know, don't even respond if they are irritable. I know when my wife, she's great because now she just ignores it and it actually works better. Got to be honest with you. Uh, my my wife won't even, she when she knows I'm stepping into mania or when I'm in that early warning sign stage, she will not, not that she won't talk to me, but she won't. Um, you know, chat with me, you know, like about nonsense and overbearing conversation, you know, too much chitter chatter, you know, she won't do that to me. She stays away from that because it's almost like, you know, that, that speedy stuff to me. It's almost like I can't keep up with it. So with your partner, if you notice those early warning signs, you know, trying to, you know, lay low a little bit, you know, don't argue, do not argue as much as you might know that you're right in a situation, engaging it in it is just going to increase and worsen symptoms, I promise you. I know because it happened to me. Because my wife used to go back at me all the times. All the times. and Which leads me to the other thing. She would wait until I was in mania or in these early warning sign stages where she would bring up all kinds of like sensitive subjects to me. That is not the time. You have to avoid topics and questions that raise issues to your partner that 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 he or she might find difficult can't 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 do it it's raising them at that point in time is it going to be even more agitating to them you know so you gotta you gotta kind i know it's not easy guys i know it's not easy i can't imagine what i am like to deal with when i am in that state of mind But you got to take it easy when it comes to that stuff and, and recognize that you're going to do probably more damage than good. You want to speak calm. You want to speak slowly, possibly even softly. I know my wife speaks very, very genuine to me and very softly. She gives me breathing room up until... I'd say a couple of weeks ago I I did a podcast when I just wanted to stay home and not go anywhere and I've never asked to. I just needed a little bit of breathing room. She didn't give it to me that day but for the most part 99% of the time my wife gives it to me and I suggest that you do the same if your partner is headed towards mania. You you might even want to help work on things together. If you see that your partner is struggling some, with something. I know with me, a lot of times the simplest of tasks uh, that I could normally do with tremendous ease when I'm headed towards mania, even with all of that creativity, the creativity part comes easy. I could write a poem, but man, I can't even wash the dishes properly. I can't even tie my shoes properly if I wanted to. I can't even button my shirt properly if I wanted to when I'm headed. I mean, I am such a nervous wreck, so... You know that's easy stuff to do when you're stable, but it's overwhelming in the early stages of mania. So maybe you got to help your partner. You know, walk over to them, and, and if you see them yelling at a button on a t-shirt or on on a, on a dress shirt, <laughs> walk over and just grab the shirt and say, "Here, yeah, let me help you. Let me let me button that up for you." You know, like me, I, I think I explained to you guys one day I was picking up dog poop in the backyard. And yelling at the bag that I was using because it was blowing in the wind, you know, go over to your partner and grab the door, the, the bag, and say, you know what, let me do that for you. Do it softly, do it politely. If we're really in that manic state already, we might we might judge that and take that as one of those hidden signs, and it might backfire on you. But usually, it won't if you do it with with a cal- with a calming and slow kind approach so that's usually a good thing to do too and most importantly if you see that your partner is headed towards mania believe it or not logic usually works really well Uh, most people most people who are in the early stages of an episode can be somewhat rational i was the exception because a lot of times i would be in that mixed state but for the most part in an early early stage of your episode most people will respond on a positive note to logic believe it or not if and a lot of times um let's think about money for example early- early saw early stages you start to see your partner is all over the internet and on Amazon maybe uh you know tell them to tell them to sign on later tell them to think about it. don't buy anything, think about it overnight, go to bed, think about it, and let's talk about it tomorrow you know logically discuss it okay contemplate it before you go for it, okay you know and say it kind, say it nicely. But, you know, we don't get that when we're in mania. Because if you try to talk logic to somebody who's ready to go on a spending spree, we're going to give you every reason in the world as to why we need that item right now. <sighs> this was Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I am going to sign off right now. I hope that I helped you guys tonight. hope that I gave you a little bit of good information in terms of early warning signs for mania. Uh, if you have any questions, as always, you could reach out to Mr. Joe, uh, Mr. Joe BP at yahoo.com, or you can find me on Twitter, Mr. Bipolar Joe, anytime you want. Don't give your partner hell.